This is Scott Becker with the Becker Private Equity and Business Podcast. Today's discussion comes out of a book that we're working on, uh, that we've authored the first version, working on a second edition called Blocking and Tackling 60 Keys to Building a Business and Manage Your Money. And today's topic, 11 Thoughts on Promotion, Hiring, and Retention. And here's 11 quick thoughts on this. And this resonated well on LinkedIn. If you listen all the way through, send me a text, 773 773- 766-5322. And if you're the first person to text, and it's a text to be in a while for this reward, we'll send you the $100 Amazon gift certificate. So here are the 11 thoughts on hiring promotion retention. One, you don't really know what you have in hiring a person until that person has worked with you and your teams for some period of time. I can't tell you the amount of times that people have hired somebody and thought, this person's the next star. They're the next great thing, and they've not turned out to be. In contrast, I also can't tell you the amount of times that we've hired someone who nobody had decorative expectations for, but they ended up being just a fantastic leader and, 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 and a driver of teams and a leader in whatever company or firm we're talking about. So it's sort of, you don't really know, and you can't judge people too quickly. Second, I've often hired people, and again, my comments are those of myself, not of McGuire Woods, not of Becker's Healthcare, based on a mix of characteristics. I've often toured, aired towards great grades, statistics, and prior performance, and people that don't job hop. But regardless of what characteristics you push towards, the thing I want everybody to realize is hiring is an educated guess and gamble, and you don't really know what you have for some time until someone works with you closely. And this also goes to people that are in your companies, your firms that hire people, because it's always an educated gamble. You want them making smart gambles and not over not overspending on gambles, but, but you have to – can't let them get gun shy about hirers because we all know that half of hires probably aren't going to work out over time. Third, this goes with point number one, don't really judge your hires until you and your team have worked with them for some time. I recall three partners joining the law firm a long time ago now, all were very solid for a couple of years, but we didn't prejudge the three of them. One of them ended up being a complete superstar within the law firm, business generator, coach, mentor, client magnet, all those things. And it was critical not to prejudge these three colleagues None of us would have known up front to this one started to differentiate himself who would have been the leader of those three and who would have become a complete leader in the firm. All were solid, one ended up being a complete leader. Fourth, when someone starts to, try, starts to show the drive, the contributions, and the efforts you want, constantly look to encourage them and promote them and support them and pay them. Don't wait until they push for what they deserve. Get out in front of it. A few of my best colleagues showed such clear promise early on that we kept on looking to put them in charge of more and more, even when others weren't so sure. This putting great people in charge when I spotted their talent early was some of the best few business decisions I've made in my entire life. There are plenty of bad ones, plenty of good ones. Fifth, even when you can hire people cheap, don't do it. You'll often find that people will take a job because they need a job at a wage that you think is too cheap. They probably think it's too cheap. And it feels good for about three minutes because you can fill the spot. But what really happens if you hire people cheaper than they deserve or, or, or cheaper than they can live on, sooner or later they'll just start looking for another job. So you can't give in to the urge to hire at the cheapest level even if the person won't take the job at the cheapest level because they won't stay. That's been my experience. Six. When somebody demonstrates on a consistent basis that they can't or won't do the job, you probably need to nicely ask them to move on and start looking for a new job. 
I tried very hard over the years to sort of give a soft note and say, why don't you start looking for a job versus actually telling somebody they were fired unless we absolutely had to do so. But the idea is when somebody clearly shows they're not the right person for the job, the sooner you could visit with them and tell them to start looking, the better off you all are. And the more that you do this, you don't leave yourself in a panic situation where you have to fire them, they have to leave, the better off you are. Um, seventh, the best efforts and best performers tend to get the best opportunities and the best assignments. Don't apologize for giving your best colleagues and putting your best colleagues on the most important clients, the most important roles. This is business and how it works. Eighth, don't promote someone into a title thinking that will change how they act or perform. In my experience, the, the people that act the right way when they're actually behaving as partners before their partners, when they're acting as vice presidents for the vice presidents are, are, the, are the very best people to promote. It's if you think that someone's going to change their behavior because of promotion, uh, I find that that's often not the case. Ninth, and this goes with point eight. The best promotions go to those that often act like they're already doing the higher job. A partnership or VP promotion is simple when that colleague is already performing in that way. Tenth, do not punish your colleagues for periodically making bad hires. All of us need to understand that all hiring is an educated guess, and that it's imperfect. What you don't want is your leaders to become gun-shy about hiring because they've had some bad hires. You want them to deal with them, but you don't want that. The 11th point I'll make on hiring, retention, and promotion is, and I've seen this throughout my career, you'll hire somebody who's great, but not necessarily great in the role they're in. And, and so many times, some of our best, best people have moved into other roles within the company or the firm, and they've been completely fantastic and superstars. So when you have great people, try and find spots for them if you can until you can figure out where they excel. Because often when you get great people, they're hard to find. Sometimes they're just not in the right role. In any event, thank you for listening to this version of the Becker Private Equity Business Podcast. What a pleasure to record this. Again, it's part of a book we've done in, in the second edition. Now we're working on blocking and tackling 60 keys to building a business and managing your money. That's available on Amazon. And at some point, if we ever get it figured out, it'll be on iTunes as well or, or Apple too. Thank you for listening to the Becker Private Equity Business Podcast. Thank you very much.